Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. We're no strangers to moving fast. And we know how life can have that same quality. But now? But now? But now is the time to slow down and reflect. The events of recent weeks highlighted the work we still need to do as a nation to condemn racial inequality and racism. The deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and countless others in the black community are heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Are heartbreaking and can no longer be ignored. The process begins with us listening and learning. Because understanding the problem is the first step in fixing it. We are committed to listening with empathy and with an open heart to better educate ourselves. We will use this education to advocate for change in our nation, our communities, and most importantly, in our own homes. Even after the headlines go away. All of our voices, they make a difference. No matter how big or how small. It is all of our responsibility to no longer be silent. To no longer be silent. We just can't stay silent. We have a long road ahead of us. But let's commit to make that journey together. 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 Our differences should not divide us. It is our love for all mankind that will unite us as we work together to make real change. To make real change. As we work together to make real change. To the shock of many, but I believe to the joy to many, many more, those are big-time cup drivers coming out and acknowledging that we got problems and that they're going to do their best to help at least push ourselves to better days. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Jade Gerse, PR extraordinaire for NASCAR and motorsports drivers and New York Times bestselling author. He's got a new book coming out called Racer in regards to John Andretti. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. But many things we'd like to address over the next couple of hours here, Freak Nation, of course, is what's happening on this planet, specifically what's happening within this country. And let's just zero in, Statman, what's happening in Atlanta with the NASCAR Cup race and hearing your reactions, your firsthand reactions to the president of NASCAR, to the drivers of the Cup Series coming out and acknowledging that we have racial issues in this country. Uh, a, a black man that's been on this planet for many, many years. What does that do for you and your mental state, your soul, stat man? Well, it's wonderful that NASCAR has acknowledged that they need to make some changes. Uh, that's been obvious to everybody, but NASCAR for so many years, maybe one of those changes will be drivers not trying to run Daryl Wallace off the track, the only black driver they have in the series not trying to run him off the track or criticizing him for his driving or whatever, but just that's the company making that stance is incredible. And looking at that video was just stunning. Just stunning. I was speechless the first time I saw it. Not to be negative Nelly, but what do you say to those people who say this is not enough? Uh, considering where they came from, 
this is enormous. This is an avalanche of change. Uh, is it enough? Who knows? Uh, but it's an avalanche of change. And nothing is going to have any impact. NASCAR could say all it wants to, but unless hearts are changed in that garage, it's not going to have any great impact. It's not going to do anything. We heard uh, a guy that we had a lot of respect for, Kyle Larson. We heard what he did in an off-the-hand comment uh, that obviously was very close to his heart. Uh, so unless months ago, yeah. hearts are changed, uh, nothing is going to be different. But NASCAR saying, opening the window and said, all right, let's let some air, some fresh air blow through here. That is enormous. What I find different about the protests after George Floyd's killing and what we've seen in the past is that people are finally taking the time to not be selfish and just listen, even if they don't yet understand. I think Drew Brees this past week is a perfect example of that. That's all it takes is conversations. Listen to what the reality is. Put your politics aside and listen to the human element involved here. And if Drew Brees could do it, if NASCAR can do it, that's what we need moving forward. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised by the NFL videos and the NASCAR videos. And I, I want more. I, I just The more we see, the more it touches other people on the periphery. And it helps to be the change. Freak Nation, we've got plenty of time to discuss this even further. What we're going to do, we're going to resume with another round of affiliates, get to Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Motorsports going off this weekend. We got your results. And then, of course, diving down deep into the entire country and the world, pulling that Band-Aid off and looking at what's under it. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Joining another round of affiliates in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of Speed Freaks. 20 years of doing this thing. Proud to say, we've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> Weird to think that way. Uh, Crash Gladys, pit news and notes coming up. Brought to our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires for that righteous ride of yours. A fat SUV, an F-250. What about a Ram truck? Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, NASCAR made the headlines for all the right reasons earlier today with their emotional and powerful moment of silence, statement from the series president Steve Phelps, and driver video, all admitting how they can all better listen to black America, understand, and just plain be the change moving forward. IndyCar offered something similar last night as well with a moment of silence and a direct statement from NBC's Lee Diffie. If you missed either of these series gestures, do what you can to catch them on social media, at racer.com, or anywhere else on the web. We all can and should be better. Speaking of IndyCar, Scott Dixon cruised to his first win on the season. Heck, this June 6th was the series' first race of the season due to being shut down from the COVID-19 pandemic. IndyCar raced under the lights at Texas Motor Speedway with no fans in attendance, and just like we've seen with their NASCAR counterpart, all involved were required to wear masks, do their best at social distancing, and sanitizing. Now, with Dixon's win, he is solely third on the all-time wins list in IndyCar. Yeah. IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway boss man Roger Penske said this weekend that they will run the Indy 500 with fans, allegedly on the rescheduled date of August 23rd. 
However, I think we can all agree that realistically, that's just not going to happen. I've been saying this since spring, that there is no way now, nor will there be by August, any way to justify safely packing in even just 100,000 people into that three to 400,000 seat stadium. That PR blowback is not something the track or the series needs at all. I like the hope, but it's just not going to happen. NASCAR raced at Atlanta, and even though Martin Truex Jr. won the first two stages, it was Kevin Harvick in the winner's circle. Now, a scary moment post-race. Bubba Wallace first collapsed before his post-race interview, got back up and seemed normal, answered his first question from Jamie Little, but then started mumbling during the second question, after which his head dropped, and he was not able to speak. Good news, Bubba seems to be okay now, apparently suffered dehydration and a heat stroke post-race. Supercross, round 12 in Utah, Cooper Webb, your 450 winner, Chase Sexton, with the win in the 250s. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Freak Nation, it's called No Kid Hungry, and that's what our friends at Lucas Oil would like to see happen during these times. No kid goes hungry. Many kids who got meals from their schools no longer have access due to school closures. So, Lucas Oil is donating a meal every time the No Kid Hungry post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is shared, along with the hashtag Lucas Oil Family. So go to the Lucas Oil social media pages, click share or retweet, and include the hashtag Lucas Oil Family, and Lucas Oil will donate a meal to No Kid Hungry. Got it? Let's do this. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
that man Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, and it was interesting to hear your comments, Stat, as you heard and saw the video of the NASCAR Cup drivers and the president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps, address the drivers and the nation as he recognized and all of us recognized and, and those was inside the walls of NASCAR who we've been particularly critical when it comes to the minority issues or addressing minority issues and you in particular Statman of, of really calling BS I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth but calling BS with their minority approach to getting minorities into race car stat oh without question uh, it was bs uh, i tried to put a program together with a minority driver in to the program but it was cast aside they weren't interested at the beginning in doing anything this uh cynically and this is unfair on their part. They've made a step here. But cynically, I could say that this is a marketing issue, and it's an, a great opportunity for them to try to sell tickets to people that maybe uh, haven't bought tickets in the past. Uh, it's not going to put any more drivers in seats. It's not going to change the minds of any sponsors. It's not going to change the minds of drivers in the garage uh, in the video we saw at the beginning of the race uh, today we saw uh, non-white crew people on the wall and that is has grown but until they get drivers in the seats um, they've got to take the if effort to sell tickets and let me say one more thing here I'm taking a lot of time but what I appreciated from that is seeing what I think, I don't know who was behind this, but I think uh, it's Dale Jr. And I said when he retired that he was going to have more impact off the racetrack and out of racing uh, than he will as be being a commentator or involved in his uh, JR Motorsports team. I think he's behind this. I appreciate him being behind this. If I'm wrong, I, in, in my mind, I still see him behind this effort, and I appreciate it to the 100 and millionth degree. Uh, good, good on him. I absolutely agree with you. On Okay, before we get to my other thoughts about this pause on track before they went green, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the lone voice to have the balls to go out on social media three years ago when owners, Richard Petty and Richard Childress, flat out said in their own way, if any of my, my employees take a knee, essentially they would be fired. I think one of them said, you need to be out of the country, and the other one said, yeah, you'll lose your job. And shortly after that, Dale Jr. just flat stood up and said, peaceful protests are necessary. So yes, from the get-go, this didn't just come out recently at Adele Jr.'s Melon. From the get-go, he has been an activist and he has had his his mind in the right space for a very, very, very long time. So yeah, kudos to Dale Jr. And you did. You called it when he retired. This guy's going to make a bigger difference out of the car than he ever did in the car. Regarding the moment of silence and Steve Phelps' message in the driver's video, I'm not as cynical, granted, I'm a different person, though. Everybody's got their own opinions. But I do want to see action now. I mean, the typical cliche, actions speak louder than words. These words are nice, and they were surprising. 
But yeah, now it needs to be backed up with actual conversations and actual leadership in, in moments of time. I am cynical with the IndyCar side of things, and this might be not fair for me to say, I wish they would have done more in their pre-race yesterday, Saturday night. Lee Diffie did make a statement at the top of the broadcast, but that was it. I haven't felt the comfort that I'm starting to get from NASCAR. I haven't felt that with IndyCar, NHRA, or any other racing, racing sanctioning body, and I think that that's wrong. Stats been a proponent of NHRA, at least from a minority perspective. Women, people of or color. Or excuse me, Kenny, at least a cross-section of America. Yeah. yeah. The NHRA pits look more like America than any other racing series we have ever covered in yes. the last 20 years. Yep. That's true. Going to Dallas International Speedway or Ennis when I was in, in Texas to Dallas, I would hang with black guys up in the top of the stands, but, but I could never do that at an IndyCar race or a NASCAR race because they just weren't there. Maybe they were there. I never saw them, but I remember we called him Barry White, and we went up there and hung with his group. We were, <laughs> bet, we were betting on cars back and forth. Who's going to win this? Who's going to win that? But what, what Statman's talking, that's what he's talking about. You see blacks. You see Mexicans. You see women. You see all in the driver's seat, which therefore you see them in the fan in the grandstands, which surprises me. Not Why? just in the seats, but winning. Yes, and yes. that's important as well. You know that they're there and they're winning. It's a, it's a, the NHRA doesn't promote that enough. No, they don't. Okay, well then let me be this guy then. Where in the freak is the NHRA on this? Granted, I know mm -hmm. they don't have any racing going on, but why aren't we seeing Antron Brown? Angel Sampay, uh, Leah Pruitt, Ron Caps, John Force, the Pedragons Anybody. coming out with something similar such as this. I agree. And well, they might. You, know, you don't know. They might be forced to, especially after what happened today with NASCAR. They may be forced to. I know. I, don't, I forget how many years ago it was now. I've mentioned this before, but on their media guide, they had like 12 pictures of drivers in the NHRA from John Force to Angel Sampay and Antron, the same crowd of people that you just mentioned. And uh, when I went up to congratulate them, uh, Anthony, uh, I can't remember Anthony's last name Best now. Time. Uh, but he he was defensive because I said, who did this? And I, once I saw the look on his face, like he was ready to fight me, not fight me, but verbally have a confrontation. And I said, Anthony, this is beautiful. And I could see his shoulders come down and him, him relax. They, they do have that ability if they would just open their eyes. I don't know who's there anymore because – not in Southern California. I'm not as close to drag racing as we used to be. But uh, if they don't pick up this mantle, if um, Antron or or Angel or Leah Pruitt or any of the other people who are there, Tony Pedragon, who has the voice as an mm -hmm. announcer, if they don't step up, they're going to miss a huge opportunity. It's exactly what I feel like with IndyCar right now. And first of all, I don't want drivers or an, an association, a, a sanctioning body to feel forced. I want them to do it because they know it's the right thing. I want them to stand up for what is right on their own accord. And yeah, it was frustrating this week. NASCAR makes their statement on Monday. IndyCar 
we're like, okay, where is it? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? And then NHRA another day later. I want these sanctioning bodies to be better. I don't feel comfortable about it right now. And I know both NHRA and IndyCar are down to skeletal PR crews. IndyCar, I think, only has one, which I'm not going to judge Roger Penske on how he's operating his businesses right now. But in this day and age, I think that's wrong. That's it's just my opinion, because I think that they need more PR prowess right now to just, again, just plain be better. Again, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. There was racing this weekend, Supercross, IndyCar, NASCAR. It's just secondary. It just feels so secondary to where we are on this planet. Crasher and I are part of, we got to go to break, are part of a daily sports talk show. But sports is in the back seat. It's addressing these issues that we spent Monday through Friday and tonight, Sunday night with Statman, that we just feel need to be addressed and have and continue to be addressed to not make this on the a, a back page story this time next week continue on to see the yeah, don't mi- stop. millions of people quietly protesting is beautiful is beautiful and i don't want to get into the politics of that that's not my job but we need to continue to address this continue just do not forget where we're going with this damn thing. I would agree. Stop politicizing this. This is, it's not right versus left. It's right versus wrong. A gentleman who played a role in the success and the personality development of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jade Gers. He's an author, 25 years in the PR business and motorsports. He has a new book coming out called Racer in regards to the fantastic life of John Andretti. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studio. Good evening, my fellow citizens. It's a man. To provide guidance to mankind. Hopefully the events of the past two weeks have forced you to think. If not, your head's in the sand and the wrong end of your anatomy is exposed. After the IndyCar race Saturday night, the Dale Jr. Download Program included a very good conversation with Daryl Wallace, one of only two black drivers to win a race in a nationally touring NASCAR series. At the beginning of the conversation, it was all predictable rhetoric. Daryl, and I just can't call him Bubba, Daryl was asked his opinion of the racial unrest in America. In other words, you're black, Daryl. Tell a white industry what you think about racism. Ultimately, though, the conversation crossed Rhetoric Road and jumped onto Hope Highway. It even allowed Wallace to talk about personal experiences he's had with cops who questioned his right to drive a nice car in Tennessee. He talked about a cousin who was murdered years ago by cops who later were acquitted for killing the unarmed teen. Darrell Wallace isn't qualified to be a spokesman for race in America, but he is more than qualified to talk about how race has affected his life. That's what I wanted to hear, at least. Hopefully, more heads came out of the sand. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up in moments, this guy's been a part of our history, and I'm not sure if he's been keeping tabs on how long this thing's been going on. 20 years this month we'll celebrate Speed Freaks, author, PR extraordinaire, friend of the Freak Nation, Jade Gers, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Jade, is that kind of a kick in the nuts for you when you hear that we've been around for 20 years? <laughs> um, you know, I occasionally feel a, a little old, but I, I prefer to think of it 
as uh, being uh, very experienced. <laughs> so I'll put you guys in that category. <laughs> well, of course, we when we met you, you were working with Dale Earnhardt Jr. as his PR person at the time. And then, of course, driver number eight came out. And we get a shout out in driver number eight. I, I kept, in our rookie year. Yeah. I kept, <laughs> which was badass. I remember the interview and everything that went down with Dale Earnhardt Jr. at that time. I think he was calling in from a hotel in Southern California, getting set for something to do on Fox. I don't remember what it was, but it's been a long time, man, since you've been been a part of our lives, and it's cool to see that you're still active. You have the John Andretti book that's that's about to be released, but let's touch on some things prior to the this book coming out. Are you an author first or a PR person first? Um, right now, I would say author. Um, mainly because uh, <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but um, the the being on the road forty weeks a year, like I was in the NASCAR era, it, it just doesn't have that appeal anymore. Now that I'm a more mature adult, <laughs> <laughs> experienced, so, um, so I, I would say now author slash PR. Whereas in the early days, it was that was reversed. Is this something that you sought out to do when you realized you had a foothold inside the motorsports world with Open Wheel and NASCAR? Is this something that you sought out to do to bring to light many different stories in the motorsports industry? No, not really. Um, the original idea for driver number eight was I had been pushing and hoping for sort of a like a documentary version of Dale Jr.'s rookie year. Um, reality TV at that time had really just started. Um, and so that's what I wanted to do. I think nowadays that would, you know, a lot of people would step up to write that check. But uh, at that time, um, it, that didn't work out. So all of these uh, notes and notepads that I had um, really just Dale Jr. and I one night was like, well, let's turn this into something. Let, let's put these to use in some way. And next thing I know, uh, you know, Driver Number 8 uh, became a book instead of a documentary or a film. Jay Gerson, the Freak Nation. Follow him on Twitter, at Jay Gerson, G-U-R-S-S. You'll learn a lot about the book Racer that he's done with John Andretti. Jay, did that book come from the Andretti family, or did you go to them? Uh, I approached John. Um, I, I first met him or first worked with him when Dale Jr. got burned in 2004 in a sports car. And we had John come aboard as a backup driver. And I got to know him better and really realized that th this guy has a brilliant memory and he's a great storyteller. So that, that's the background of it. And I had followed his, his battle with cancer and uh, was talking with a friend, and it came up, wow, wouldn't John be someone great to do a book with? So I reached out to him, and his immediate response was, this would be great because maybe something good can come of this, which he meant um, his cancer, or that we could use a book to educate people about getting a colonoscopy or getting checked early. Uh, he had that program, Check It for Andretti. So that's how, that's how it started. Uh, it took us a while because he went through some unbelievable surgeries and treatments. So we, we sort of had 
time to discuss it, but he just was not of the health to do it. And finally, mm-hmm. in June of last year, he said, Let, you know, I'm feeling better. Let's do this. So uh, that's how it got started. Whoa. So really picked up steam just June of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, almost exactly a year ago. So I would go to his home and there really were days when he clearly was not feeling very well. He was going through some kind of experimental treatment uh, for his cancer at that time. And I would go to his house and we would sit in the basement and just talk and he would share stories and I would ask questions. And, um, you know, first of all, I'm a race fan. So for me (laughs) to be able to hear uh, him talk about his career in IndyCar or NASCAR or winning the Daytona 24 hours, it was great for me, but I think it was great for him to be able to share his life and his story. This is so this is so typical of John Andretti. He's not feeling a hundred percent, but he's still willing to share these stories because of his passion for the sport, but also because he was very well aware of who he was in racing, and he was a big philanthropist and big personality outside of the car, not just in the cockpit. Oh, you're exactly right. You know, he laughs. There's a part in the book where he says, look, I'm not going to be in any Hall of Fame as a race car driver. He understood that his impact was outside of the cockpit. And it just it's amazing how he shared the story of of how that all came about uh, and his effort to help people. Um, one of the important things about this book is that 10% of all proceeds are going to go to the Riley Children's Foundation, the Riley Hospital, awesome. which he had created a program called Race for Riley. He raised more than $4.85 million for them in his life, and he and his family want that to continue. So uh, in line with that, 10% of all the proceeds from the book will go to Riley to help continue helping uh, the very serious, seriously ill children that they treat uh, at the hospital in Indianapolis. I don't think you need a Hall of Fame when you've got names like Peyton Manning and John Andretti with the Riley Children's Hospital. That's a okay in anybody's book. Yes. Yeah, I'd say as a human, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. He's in the Human Hall of Fame. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. John Andretti's autobiography, Racer, is available for pre-order at OctanePress.com. You heard Jade mention that 10% of the proceeds will go to Race for Riley, part of the Riley Children's Foundation that John Andretti set up in Indianapolis. Jade Gers, how do you think people thought about John Andretti? wasn't as popular as Dale Earnhardt or even Michael Andretti, his cousin, when you talk to people, how did they react about a guy who drove in NASCAR, IndyCar, CART, even top fuel in NHRA? How did they react to John Andretti? Yeah, I really did. And as, as an example, um, in the book, we were trying to figure out who could we get to write a foreword for the book. And um, we ended up with more than one, and I think we did pretty well. We have uh, his uncle Mario Andretti, his cousin Michael, uh, a guy you guys might have heard of, A.J. Foyt, Mm. uh, and then the king of NASCAR, Richard Petty. All four of those gentlemen 
wrote a foreword for this book. And I, I was laughing the other day. This is like the Mount Rushmore of American <laughs> racing heroes, and they all very much wanted to be involved in, in John's book. So that's just one example of how well-respected he was. What was it that you found out from those individuals, Jade Gers, that was the most appealing thing to them about John? I mean, his, he was his, his personality was as attractive as anything that he, he never put anybody on the defensive. He just, he seemed to welcome everyone and everything. He, he showed his heart more often than not. Yeah, and it's not only those those four guys, but it's every part of the book. It's called Racer, but honestly, the thread from start to finish is about family. Um, and, you know, someone like Richard Petty talked about how the Petty family, you know, really were um, such a huge part of NASCAR, and here is the Andretti family known for open wheel. And John went from one family to the next to, to become part of the Petty family, uh, you know, and, and that's sort of the highlights of what each of these guys talked about. Um, not a lot of people know that, that A.J. Foyt was John's uh, godfather. And hmm. A.J. talked about what, a, you know, what an honor that was, even though, as he put it, the newspaper kept trying to keep he and Mario fighting uh, through their whole career. So, <laughs> Jade, can you hang around for another segment? I would love to. Author Jade Gers. The name of the book is Racer, Speed Freaks Pits, and the Lucas Oil Studio. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor, and there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers, and it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty, juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Freak Nation, you're always open to a party, right? Well, Lucas Oil can satisfy your party, Jones, with the Lucas Oil Tailgate Party. It's a daily Facebook campaign dedicated to you, the race fan who's stuck at home. And yeah, you need a racing fix. It's free racing every day at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Lucas Oil's Facebook page. You'll find circle and oval track racing like ARCA and Modifieds, Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series, Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series, and much more. So head to Lucas Oil's Facebook page, give it a big thumbs up, and get free racing every day. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Again, the Lucas Oil Studios for 20 years, Freak Nation, June 25th, 2000. That's when we kicked it off with one station in Los Angeles. And now, 20 years later, stations across the country, apps across the planet, Apps didn't exist 20 years ago. Sirius XM. <laughs> uh, you can't escape the Freak Nation. And, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Jade Gers continues with us. John Andretti autobiography by this guy. It's called Racer. It's now available for pre-order at octanepress.com. 10% of the proceeds from the book will go to At Race for Riley, a charity that John started many, many years ago. And, Jade, we've talked a lot about the book Racer. There are other books out there with driver number eight. The Beast. Uh, there was another book on Dale Earnhardt Jr., right? In the Red. Yep, called In the Red. And all of these outside of the Waltrip, Darrell Waltrip book are still in print? That's correct. You might be able to find a used copy of the Darrell Waltrip book, but all the others are still uh, in print. Uh, I'm sure somewhere like an Amazon, you could uh, mm-hmm. pretty much put my name in and uh, find them all for sale there. In your Twitter bio, it says you're a New York Times bestselling author. What the hell does that mean? You see that frequently, and it sounds good. Does that mean you've sold a certain number of books? What, what does that mean, you're a, best, you're a best-selling author with the New York Times? It means that uh, when you see the New York Times list, which now it seems like there's 100 different lists. Uh, <laughs> so driver number eight, we were number four on the, the charts there uh, for sales. Uh, and then with the Daryl Walter book, uh, we made it to the, the bestseller list. So wow. uh, it just means that uh, in that particular week uh, in time, uh, whatever book it was sold enough to be, you know, ranked in the, the top uh, 20 of, uh, of that particular week. So um, they keep their formula secret so you can't sort of uh, mess with it. But uh, that's what that means. That sounds like NASCAR talk to me. And we have some fun with that when, no, when, 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 when a driver says, man, I had a top five car. Or well, top 20. Yeah. Top 20 car. I had a top 20 car. Jade Gers had a top four book. You'd rather be four than 20. Jade Gers, you've never been one to hide your feelings and social media. Certainly you haven't hit them from us. But tell us what you could see from the IndyCar and NASCAR, where a lot of your experience lies, where are we as the country and as the sport in motorsport 
What are the drivers talking about? What are they feeling? A lot of change is happening in the culture. Is that same change going on in the garage? What do you see, and how is this going to impact uh, the country and the sport itself? You know, I, you know, I, I think what we've seen, uh, you know, like uh, like NASCAR, particularly in the past week, the the drivers themselves have had. Uh, a huge sort of awakening as far as what, what power their voice has when it comes to um, to what social unrest is, is going on. Um, you know, I worked with Dale Jr. for so many years, and I'm just I'm so proud of him for taking his considerable vo- considerable voice and using it to talk about equality and and talk about the. Uh, the things that society is going through, uh, the drivers that all recorded the message that was shown before the NASCAR race today. I, I just, I think that's wonderful, and I think it's very important uh, for drivers to understand the power of their voice and what uh, impact they can have in a positive way beyond just being athletes. Um, and so I'm encouraged by that on a slightly less serious manner. I also think this, uh, you know, extraordinary times has allowed the fans to see the personalities of a lot of the drivers, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I racing, uh, and the drivers having such a, a, a big social media, uh, presence, um, has allowed a lot of fans to, to sort of see beyond the helmet or, or you know, the, the, the men and women who are, you know, behind that helmet um, in, a, in a more clear light. Uh, and, and so I think that's very important. That was always, with Dale Jr., the, the important thing in what we tried to do with, with him on interviews or PR was, to, for him to just be real. Don't mm-hmm. try to be something slick or a salesperson for uh, a sponsor. Just be yourself. Be real. Be a human uh, and show real emotion and real uh, views about the world. And I'm encouraged to see that happening uh, more so in these very weird, strange, uncertain times. So um, that that's my two-minute soapbox answer <laughs> to what uh, what I'm seeing uh, in these weird times uh, that are, are in front of us right now. It has been refreshing, especially seeing the younger drivers, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR or drag racing, to see the younger drivers really take that leap and, and stand up. It seems like they, they were on it before some of the more veteran drivers. So, yeah, that's encouraging for the future. Now, I don't mean to bring this topic down i mean this in a positive way this 2020 has been so strange you brought up i racing and my mind immediately goes to kyle larson he's a good guy he really is i i know he can be better and now with what's gone on over with the riots and the protests since george floyd's death what can kyle larson do or what should he do to be a better person, to come back and show people how much of a mistake he made, but this is what he's doing to correct himself, and he would like to get back to work in racing. Yeah, I, I think he has started the process. Um, in fact, I, I know that, that he was only allowed back in uh, World of Outlaws for for taking a uh, 
uh, I've forgotten what it was called, basically um, yeah. a, a social empathy or... or yeah, sensitivity uh, training or something. Through, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's step one. Um, and I, honestly, personally, I'm a huge Kyle Larson fan, but, um, you know, what he said was, was terrible. Right. And he's kind of started his way back with the first step. And I, I think he's just going to continue to have to show that he shows empathy and understanding. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a, a lifetime ban for NASCAR. I think he'll be back sooner than later, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's taking it seriously and he's doing what he needs to do to show that, uh, he understands, uh, what was said. Jade Gers, author. The book is called Racer. It's John Andretti. Pre-order. Follow us on Twitter at Kenny and Crash. Excuse me, at Speed Freaks, and we'll shoot you the link where you can pre-order. And is there something going on with the pre-orders with Racer that some some individuals or an individual may have a chance to spend some time with Mario Andretti? Well, it, it's not quite that great, but uh, <laughs> if you if, if I, I I will have to say. The publisher uh, posted a tweet that made it sound like, hey, maybe I'll get Mario's phone number or something. It's not <laughs> quite that good. But uh, if you pre-order from the publisher, we're going to do a special uh, night in, at the near the end of June where if, if you pre-order, you get an invitation to a special online chat with uh, Mario Andretti, uh, John Jarrett Andretti, and then myself. Um, we're, we're trying to line up a big time host, which I can't say who it is yet, but, uh, it's going to be a time where we're going to join together and remember John and talk racing and, and it's just going to be a fun time. So if you pre-order through Octane Press, that's what you get the invitation to is you can uh, join us on a private uh, video uh, chat and uh, listen in and, and join us with questions and so that, that's what's cool about the pre-orders. But no, you don't get Mario's phone number. <laughs> Jay, we know your relationship with Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's been fun to watch him just develop as a person, as a father, and as a, as a spokesperson for humanity. And I go back to that instance with Richard Childress and Richard Petty, where Richard Petty says, if you, if you take a knee on my team, if I've seen somebody taking a knee on my team, you ought to be kicked out of the country. Richard Childress, I'm going to put you on a Greyhound bus. But during all that, Dale Earnhardt Jr. put out a tweet shortly after that saying, all Americans are granted rights to peaceful protests. That's three years ago, man. Look where we are now. I dare Richard Childress, Richard Petty, to say anything like that at this point. It just shows you the evolution. Granted, it's been slow moving, but it just shows you the evolution of NASCAR and these owners when Dale Earnhardt Jr. has had the balls to step up and confront these issues a long time ago. Yeah, he, he's always been good at that. I think in his younger days, uh, in fact, uh, there's a couple of examples in the book Driver Number 8 where uh, he was kind of put in some awkward situations where, uh, you know, people wanted him to express support for the Confederate flag and some other things. And he's definitely matured and, and is just such a strong voice now. Um, I don't have any kids, so I feel like uh, like an older brother with Dale Jr. I'm very proud of <laughs> the adult that he has become. So, uh, 
you know, whether you agree with him or not, uh, I, I admire the way he has uh, been able to be open and honest about his views on things. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm like the proud older brother and <laughs> how he's been doing. Jade Gers, we could ask Dale, but let's ask you this. Where did it come from? Dale changed the atmosphere in the garage at NASCAR. Even in his rookie and sophomore years in the Cup Series, he introduced rap artists to a world that only wanted to hear country people. Even uh, the maybe the, the periphery wanted rock, but he introduced rap to NASCAR. Did that come from his mom, his dad, his sister? Where did Dale get this energy from? It, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's a dumb anecdote, but I, I think it, it showed that he realized some things very early in his life. It used to irritate him when he was a teenager when people would come up and want his autograph because he felt like they were only asking him because of who his father was. He didn't feel like they were asking because they knew him or they liked him or they appreciated him. And in an odd way to me, that that shows that he wanted to be recognized or accepted as Dale Jr., not as the son of or, you know, recognized for just being, you know, the offspring of a very popular driver. And, and I know that's, a, that's not a, a, a very impactful example, but I think at a young age, he, he sort of, that sort of impacted him to want to be his own man, to want to be recognized and appreciated as, his own person. Um, and I, I think that was the spark that helped him grow to um, have the strength to be his own, his own person. So, um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to sort of point and say, well, this is why, and, and these are the 10 reasons why. But, uh, <laughs> but to me, that anecdote always resonated with me as something that irritated him, even as a, you know, as a young young teenager oh how the similarities can be drawn to the andretti family though from that as well i'm sure john was in similar situations john jokes about it uh he one of the the things he said when we first met he said i thought my first name was other he said because i was always the other andretti oh my god and uh so and again there's a uh, several parts of the book where he talks about um being not just the son of someone or the the nephew of someone famous, but someone who was a, a total icon, and what impact that had. And uh, some of my favorite anecdotes are his first trip out of the country. He went to a, a formula driving school in Europe, and how he realized what his last name meant. Um, and there are some great stories uh, from that uh, segment of the book, but. Uh, but yeah, John really looked at it more with honor and humor than than anything else. So uh, he definitely ad- you know addresses it in in the book. I believe Mario Andretti taught me some bad words in Italian, and it was just awesome. <laughs> I loved it. But I believe that all stemmed from a get together with John Andretti in Italy somewhere. I mean, there's got to be some fantastic 
Italy stories in the book. There, there are. Uh, we talked earlier about that thread of family, yeah. and and probably about ten years ago, the town where Mario and and John's dad Aldo were born uh, invited Mario back to make him the honorary mayor. And so yeah, was Mario, that Luca, uh, the town of Luca. Got, uh, yes which actually is no longer in Italy. It's now a part of what was Yugoslavia. Um, And so um, they decided as a family, I think it was 29 Andretti's decided they were going to all travel together and join Mario in this celebration with uh, uh, him being appointed the honorary mayor. And they all talk about what a, a unifying trip it was and how much John learned about you know, where his father and his uncle had come from. And and he just, he soaked it up and he really loved the, the, the fact that he could learn to understand his family more. And, um, and there certainly are uh, some great stories in the book about, uh, you know, what it meant to grow up as the, the son of an immigrant. And uh, mm. that sort of love and connection infuses the whole, the whole book and, uh, I feel like I talk about it too much because the title is Racer, and it is about racing. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of family and humanity uh, in there that uh, that carries through. Freak Nation can't say it enough. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Jade Gersh. 25 years in the motorsports PR, New York Times bestselling author, of course, his new book, Racer, up for grabs now for pre-orders. Go to octanepress.com. Jade, great job. We appreciate your work, man. And more importantly, we appreciate what you've meant to motorsports, buddy. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, keep on keeping on. And uh, we'll talk in another 20 years. How's that? Damn. Thanks, Jade. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freak Nation, Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, says something that many of you listening right now, you would never think would coming out of his mouth. We'll get to that coming up. Also this hour, Josh Swickard. You may know him from General Hospital fame. Yeah, good old hunk from General Hospital. He's part of a movie called Rope from Lucas Oil Productions that's on Netflix and evidently one of the most popular Netflix movies around the world. We'll explain when he joins us coming up this hour here in the Freak Nation. Again, continuing our discussion about where we are as a country, where we are as sports fans, motorsports fans, what we saw earlier this afternoon before the NASCAR race in Atlanta. Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly. We've been talking about it the first hour. We'll talk about a little bit more about it now. In about 10 minutes, again, Steve Phelps speaks. A lot of people Listen, the president of NASCAR, we'll get to that. 
Statman, can you share with the Freak Nation? This, this is pretty raw, but can you share with the Freak Nation? You said this before, and I uh, have used it a couple of times in interviews over the last couple of weeks, that looking at life through a black person's eyes, a white person just can't do it. But we can certainly get close to it when you work with someone, like I've worked with you for 25-plus years, and when we're sitting in a room and there are 200 people and you say, look around, Kenny, I'm the only person of color in this room. Those are the wake-up calls that I had through our over two decades of working together of really coming to grips of how far we haven't come as a country, Stat. You know, um, let me think, uh, change lanes here just a, a bit. We're going in the same direction. But last night, I was so impressed watching the Dale Jr. download with uh, Daryl Wallace and I forget the guy who was Mike the Davis. co-host, uh, but yeah, I didn't want to remember the name anyway, but uh, they started off with the average question. They were, they wanted Daryl Wallace to comment on uh, what's happening, the racism in the country and blah, blah, blah. But when it really got real, the conversation really got real was when Daryl offered the times that racism has affected him. He's not a spokesperson for anything other than Daryl Wallace, but the real stories were when it affected him and the cops stopped him and the cops killed his cousin. Those were the real stories that I wish they would have done earlier at the beginning of the show to let people know who this guy is, the impact that what's going on in uh, racism in the country, how it impacted him. So getting back in our lane, I do think that there's, there's no way, and this is kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but there's no way you can understand what I feel, Kenny and crash. You, you, you don't know, but, um, you know, the, the only time, for example, uh, a white person has told me a racial joke to my face, inward and all, was in a racetrack mm. at the paddock at yeah. mid-Ohio. And the guy looked at me and smiled, uh, like waiting for me to get mad. And I, all thing I could do was just turn and walk away. Uh, it, that's the kind of community with some of the people, not all of them by any stretch, but that's the way some of the people in a racing paddock feel. And uh, you, there's no way you could know that or understand that. And I still manage to, to be around the sport for more than 50 years. So obviously I've overcome one or two things along that. That road, even in the last 20 years, uh, you know, some of the things that I've ignored, uh, you just have to ignore. I mean, we, we were at an event in Indiana, uh, and the PR guy turned his back on me every time he came to talk to the, uh, to the rest of us. I remember that. S- stepped mm-hmm. in between me and one of the uh, competitors. I was trying to learn something, and the competitor turned and peered around him like what's going on mm-hmm. uh, it's it's amazing yep i remember that more on that conversation coming up when we get into our longer sec- segment 12 minutes after the hour We're going to resume with another round of affiliates here in the freak nation to get into some crash gladys 
pit news and notes, some hard conversations that we're having and will continue to have. Coming up. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Joining another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you for being a part of The Freaks. We're on this 20-year kick, and we'll continue to keep kicking. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Crashers Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. GeneralTire.com. you got a big, fat truck. What about a family SUV? Why don't you do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, and roll on the Freak's fave. That's General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher. Well, NASCAR made the headlines for all the right reasons earlier today with their emotional and powerful moment of silence. Statement from the series president Steve Phelps and driver video all admitting how they can all better listen to black America, understand, and just plain be the change moving forward. IndyCar offered something similar last night as well with a moment of silence and a direct statement from NBC's Lee Diffie. If you missed either of these series gestures, do what you can to catch them on social media, at racer.com, or anywhere else on the web. We all can and should be better. Speaking of IndyCar, Scott Dixon cruised to his first win on the season. Heck, this June 6th was the series' first race of the season due to being shut down from the COVID-19 pandemic. IndyCar raced under the lights at Texas Motor Speedway with no fans in attendance, and just like we've seen with their NASCAR counterpart, all involved were required to wear masks, do their best at social distancing, and sanitizing. Now, with Dixon's win, he is solely third on the all-time wins list in IndyCar. Yeah. IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway boss man Roger Penske said this weekend that they will run the Indy 500 with fans, allegedly on the rescheduled date of August 23rd. However, I think we can all agree that realistically, that's just not going to happen. I've been saying this since spring, that there is no way now, nor will there be by August, any way to justify safely packing in even just 100,000 people into that three to 400,000 seat stadium. That PR blowback is not something the track or the series needs at all. I like the hope, but it's just not going to happen. NASCAR raced at Atlanta, and even though Martin Truex Jr. won the first two stages, it was Kevin Harvick in the winner's circle. Now, a scary moment post-race. Bubba Wallace first collapsed before his post-race interview, got back up and seemed normal, answered his first question from Jamie Little, but then started mumbling during the second question, after which his head dropped, and he was not able to speak. Good news, Bubba seems to be okay now, apparently suffered dehydration and a heat stroke post-race. Supercross, round 12 in Utah, Cooper Webb, your 450 winner, Chase Sexton, with the win in the 250s. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. 
freaknation.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. NASCAR President Steve Phelps can address today's competitors. And everyone, please stand by for a message from NASCAR President Steve Phelps. Let's get home. Thank you for your time. Our country is in pain, and people are justifiably angry, demanding to be heard. The black community and all people of color have suffered in our country, and it has taken far too long for us to hear their demands for change. Our sport must do better. Our country must do better. The time is now to listen, to understand and to stand against racism and racial injustice. We ask our drivers, our competitors, and all our fans to join us in this mission, to take a moment of reflection, to acknowledge that we must do better as a sport, and join us as we now pause and take a moment to listen. The president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps, doing something that, frankly, me, I don't know about stat, 
or Crasher. But frankly, I never thought I would hear nor see uh, in June 7th, 2020. But again, did we ever think we're going to be in a situation with the pandemic and then the civil unrest? Never in my wildest dreams did I think we would be in a situation such as this. Statman, when you saw, heard those comments from the first time from NASCAR's president, Steve Phelps, your reaction? Shock. I, I had no idea. Uh, I, there was no way to prepare anybody for that. Anybody who's covered NASCAR, who has been told by NASCAR that they wouldn't allow me and the show to ask questions on their national phone call, uh, for them to take this stand is stunning to me, stunning. And that's the only word I could think of. And I hope it works for them. I could be cynical and say that they're only doing this because they want to sell tickets, but they're doing it. And that is the most significant thing, uh, that could happen in motor racing on June the 7th, 2020. Yeah, I, Like I said in the first hour, my comfort level with NASCAR doing this is much greater than my comfort level is with IndyCar and NHRA not doing as much. Now, is it wrong for me to say, you need to do more? Potentially, I just, actions. That's the bottom line from all the big sanctioning bodies. Actions, like you just said, Statman, actions mean more than just putting out public relations statements and, and videos, especially when the timing is right. It's like, okay, now do it when the timing isn't there. Now, when this falls off the headlines, be the forefront of making change and it just be better. I, I can't stop saying that. Just be better because this is going to fall out of the news cycle. Then what are our favorite sporting series going to do? Statman, what about the rally world and sports cars? Have you seen them address this much at all? No, and they probably won't because they have national championships, but rallying, for example, is a collection of individual events. There's no national office that runs each event when you get to it. Uh, The events would happen whether there's a national championship or not, uh, largely. Uh, And IMSA, uh, I don't know. IMSA may do something because IMSA is part of NASCAR and IMSA might step up and do something when they have that when they come back off of this hiatus, uh, I, in fact, hearing myself say that I expect something to happen because this is a coordinated effort on the part of NASCAR to, uh, have a national footprint to get out from under the regional bias that most people in the United States have against NASCAR. And, uh, I think they will force something out of IMSA when it comes back. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, addressing, of course, the current state that we are here in, in this country. You can follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for on Facebook, Instagram, and the website, speedfreaks.tv. If you missed that interview last hour with Jade Gers, 25 years of doing PR and motorsports, great book coming out called Racer regards to the life of John Andretti. And again, a gentleman who worked many, many years, two books, by the way, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Just a great conversation with Jade last hour. Statman, what can NASCAR do now with this platform that they certainly set up, good, bad, or indifferent? I, 
I don't know what more they could do. I think they need to uh, maybe have some sort of a food bank program where they could feed people. They could have something where they uh, have some support for businesses who might have been harmed by the violence in the looting and so forth during the demonstrations. I think they have, I think you're right, Kenny, they do need to do something other than take a few minutes out of the top of one of their races. Uh, I think they need to have something to show that hey, we're in this. This is not just, we're not trying to copy off the NFL. We're in this and we're in it deep. Ooh, I like that last sentiment. We're not trying to copy off the NFL. Yeah. That they're they're yeah they're doing this on their own on their own accord because they want to not because they're forced to yeah just just get involved and be the change <laughs> just yeah get involved in people's lives yes exactly be be an agent for change if you want to change the way people think about you then change the way people think about you and that would be one way to do it. You look at what, and, and again, we can be judgmental. Plenty of people are judgmental on social media, but keyboard warriors. Yeah, I, I just it. I didn't know what to expect. I'd heard that this was going on, and then when I saw the drivers and I saw that Steve Phelps and the video that they were utilizing, the live video they're utilizing during his comments, I felt a sense of pride. Yeah, that I'm. It, it, we've been, and, and maybe not if we weren't celebrating 20 years, the evolution of sports from the engine to the makeup of, of motorsports has, in some cases, been a sea change. In some cases, it's been a drip. But seeing that today was like, wow, man. We've. Yeah, 20 years ago. You couldn't find five people to stand on the wall, people mm -hmm. of color, to stand on the wall to be a part of the video. And now they, there's practically every team has one or two people uh, that are out there. Uh, is it part of the Drive for Diversity program? I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. think so. Uh, you know, when it, Part of the proposal that I put in with a driver from Southern California was to have local businesses, minority-owned businesses, offer uh, food in the concession stands like corn muffins in the morning or have somebody, but they they weren't interested in that. They weren't interested oh my God, in that's business brilliant. development. They weren't interested in anything other than the headline that they could, uh, they have a diversity program. And the drivers that have come out of that program by and large, um, you know, I mean, they're not going into the championship races anytime soon. Not that I can remember. Uh, and the disappointment, just the disappointment as a graduate from the diversity program, is Kyle Larson. I can't tell you how much that hurt me because I I had a, a hundred and 75 degree different picture of who that guy was and uh to hear him so comfortably say what he said uh, i don't know I, it just it hurt me that there's very few things that have hurt me in the last 20 years but that hurt me 
We asked Jade Gers last hour what can be done, what he thinks Kyle Larson should be doing right now to make things better. Hearing you say that, Statman, what do you think Kyle Larson should be doing? Be quiet. And really? race in uh, uh, World of Outlaws, win races in the World of Outlaws, just ride this out. Uh, he's not going to get back in a seat anytime soon. He's more toxic than Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he needs to just shut up and uh, let this thing pass and maybe sometime, maybe sometime in the future, an uh, 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 team owner will uh, take a chance and float him out there in some truck race or something and see who salutes. And maybe he can work his way back. He's obviously got talent. I'm not talking about his talent. I'm just talking about he's, he's toxic and he can't, especially in this atmosphere, you can't bring him back anytime soon. Well, but he can change too. I would imagine he's learning a heck yeah, of a lot right now. Yeah, he's allowed to change, but you just can't go go back out there and say, "Hey, I changed." Right, right. Changed everybody. No, you have to prove it. You know, Drew Brees can say that because Drew Brees won a Super Bowl and you know has been successful for a bunch of years. Kyle Larson's never won a championship, and his success has been spotty. So for yeah, him but, to but have hold on a just spotty second. career, the the difference though between Drew Brees and and Kyle Larson is yes, Kyle Larson had a. a, a heartfelt apology the next day, but Drew Brees actually went to his black teammates and had conversations. And he, he, he took the time away from his family, away from all other priorities to just say, all right, I'm here to listen. We haven't seen something like that from Kyle Larson yet. I think that is the next step we need from him. That's just my opinion though. Yeah. Well, who, who knows who uh, uh, is a black person that could come to him or he could go too, Bubba. other than Daryl Wallace. Yeah, yeah uh, you exactly. know, that, you know, there's not a lot of people that he could go to, and I don't know Kyle other than you know the times that he's been on the show and the times that we've laughed and joked in the media centers. But uh, I, you know, I, he just needs to be quiet and uh, go away. We don't want to see you, especially when the when the country is burning and protesters are millions of people around the world. Uh, Black Lives Matter and all of the stuff that's going on in the world for him to show up and said, hey, guys, I've changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He'd get stomped in the in the backwash of people to say, go away. Yeah. Now now is not the time for Kyle Lars to get back into it. it. If the proverbial if we turn a corner in this country and see progress six months two years, whatever it is, maybe then. But you're right, Stad, it's. It's toxic. But I'm not saying he should get back into it now. I'm just saying I want to see a bunch of action from him mm -hmm. on how he is bettering himself. Like, I was blown away surprised with Drew Brees and his tweet on Friday night that confirmed all of his conversations with, with teammates and other black athletes around the league. And then he's shouting out to, to our president saying, this is, this is how you should do it, not the way you've been doing it. It's like, okay, that guy realized... He's still got more to do. I want to see actions. I want to see him with food banks or whatever. And, and I know he is a very charitable person throughout New Orleans. But, yeah, I, that's all I meant with Kyle Larson is what do we need to see him do mm -hmm. now? We need to see action, big-time action. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Thank you guys for being a part of the conversation on Twitter 
at Speed Freaks. His name is Josh Schwickard. General Hospital hunk, kissing himself to beautiful ladies on that <laughs> soap opera. He's in a big-time movie called Roped, part of Lucas Oil Productions, Forrest Lucas Productions, that's out on Netflix, evidently pretty popular, not just here in the States, but across the country. He'll be joining us coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. It's a statement that's scared. To provide guidance to mankind. Hopefully the events of the past two weeks have forced you to think. If not, your head's in the sand and the wrong end of your anatomy is exposed. After the IndyCar race Saturday night, the Dale Jr. Download Program included a very good conversation with Daryl Wallace, one of only two black drivers to win a race in a nationally touring NASCAR series. At the beginning of the conversation, it was all predictable rhetoric. Daryl, and I just can't call him Bubba, Daryl was asked his opinion of the racial unrest in America. In other words, you're black, Daryl. Tell a white industry what you think about racism. Ultimately, though, the conversation crossed Rhetoric Road and jumped onto Hope Highway. It even allowed Wallace to talk about personal experiences he's had with cops who questioned his right to drive a nice car in Tennessee. He talked about a cousin who was murdered years ago by cops who later were acquitted for killing the unarmed teen. Darrell Wallace isn't qualified to be a spokesman for race in America, but he is more than qualified to talk about how race has affected his life. That's what I wanted to hear, at least. Hopefully, more heads came out of the sand. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, kind of a long way around of getting this guy here in the Freaks, uh, Josh Wickard, actor, joining us here, part of the Netflix movie, which actually, from what I understand, was a feature-length movie movie released in theaters and then was hibernated for a little bit, made its way to Netflix, and is kicking ass over the last three or four weeks. And actor John Swickard from the movie joins us here in the Freak Nation. Did I kind of sum up the movie, the the evolution of the movie Roped in about 30 seconds there? Close. Uh, it actually <laughs> never went to theaters. It, it was it was in talks, too. And then... Um, and then it finally ended up at Netflix and then did its uh, release there on Netflix. Got it. You, you, yeah, but the production company released a few other films around the same time, and one of the other films did go to theaters. Got it. Yes. Well, what, what we're talking about now, of course, with Lucas Oil Productions is Roped, and Josh Wickard is part of that, one of the featured stars with Roped. Of course, you know him from General Hospital. Some of the things I find fascinating in this is you found your future wife, in this movie. Were you guys dating before Roped? Uh, no, sir. No, we, uh, we met at a chemistry read. Uh, I, I auditioned for the film. It's actually a funny story. I, they picked another guy and the guy kind of lied about being able to ride a horse. And so (laughs) after his first day on the ranch, he kind of backed out of the movie and I was kind of their runner up. And so they call me Friday night at, I don't know, 11 PM. And they're like, Hey, can you actually ride? And I was like, yeah, you know, pretty well. And, and they're like, all right, well, we start on Monday. And so I spent a weekend at a ranch all day uh, learning to rope and ride and stuff. But um, on that, over that weekend, I went to the Warner Brothers lot, and they said, we want you to meet the, your, your co-star. And uh, so it was me, the, the, the director, and, and Lauren. And she walked into the room, and we read a few scenes together. And, and that, was, that was the first time we met, and I got her number from the 
in the parking lot under the water tower. <laughs> there on the Warner Brothers lot? Yeah, on the Warner Brothers lot, yeah. And, and that was it. That was and that's what they in. call a chemistry read, baby. I like that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> that is epic. Uh, actor Josh Wickard, you know him from General Hospital, the movie Roped, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Crasher and I have had some time acting as well. And what's fun about resumes is if you if you have an inkling of extracurricular activities that you, you could do, you put it on there. Can you ride a horse? Yeah. Can you ride equestrian? Yeah. Well, sure. I visited the zoo and petted a horse one damn time. I can ride a horse. Exactly. Exactly. And so I kind of did the same thing where I, I've done a number of those Groupons where you kind of follow the horse, you know, the butt in front of you and that's about it. And, and But I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. So I, you know, we had property and there was a barn. We just didn't have anything in it. And, and so I, I kind of knew the culture a little bit, and um, and when I got to to the ranch on day one, I knew that you know we were hours out from filming, and and so they, the uh, the the guy, the ranch hand that was kind of helping me do everything, he was like, "Man, you you can't ride, can you?" And I was, I'm the fastest learner, and and within two days, I was I was in a you know a full canter, and I was lassoing things, and and I mean, but I just I had to eat, sleep, and breathe it for the. For the remainder of the movie, though, I was I was lassoing uh, chairs in my hotel room when I wasn't <laughs> filming, <laughs> just trying to because you you don't need to get good at at roping. You need to get 15 seconds of really knowing what you you look like, you know what you're doing, you know, and then and then movie magic and can do the rest. Um, <laughs> so I I just had to focus up for and and make it believable and and for the most part, I'm I'm happy with the performance. But see, that's fascinating to me because, I mean, it, things have kind of changed over the last couple of decades of people realizing that acting is actually some pretty hard work when you're really getting into your character and, and all the studying that goes into it to make you look believable on screen. So, yeah, it's like, okay, can people understand now that, yeah, you put some blood, sweat, and tears into this role? Oh, totally, yeah. No, I, I and I developed so much respect for for ranchers and cowboys and people doing the circuits of um, rodeos. I mean, it's, it is a wild, tough game. And, uh, and, and it was a privilege to kind of peek my head in for a few months. <laughs> there you go. And now with, speaking of a few months, with what we've all been going through, with whether it's lockdown or stay-at-home orders, whatever you're calling it in your particular state, it's interesting how this got a new life with Netflix. Was this expected or are you just kind of like, Okay, let's just roll with it. I mean, I don't want to word this wrong because the pandemic has been such a negative, you know, on the world. Uh, but it, you know, it did. I think it did help viewership, obviously. And and I think it was it was headed to Netflix before all this went down. So it, uh, I think that just kind of helped it a little bit. And and but what was shocking to me was the countries that it made kind of top ten in were. That I, you know, I wouldn't have expected it. And that's, that's kind of what warmed my heart so much was hmm. it was, you know, G General Hospital doesn't air in New Zealand from what I know. And, you know, and so that it, that it did okay out there. Um, and that just meant the world to me. We were, we were super stoked. When I first went to Los Angeles in 1999, I remember some of my friends from overseas saying, all right, get ready to put on your cowgirl boots and your hat, and those are the movies you're going to be doing. It's that, that stereotype, like people want to see that because that to them is America. Oh, totally. And that, that's what kind of drew me to the project was 
as an actor, you want to play, you know, the Joker and Lincoln, and, and you want to you do those roles that just stretch you beyond belief. But I, I grew up with three sisters and no brothers. So in my house, it was how to lose a guy in 10 days and 27 dresses <laughs> and like, you know, the, all the chick flicks and stuff. And, and so when I saw this script and it was just a feel good, happy kind of rodeo flick, um, that's, I, I'm so drawn to that stuff. It's something that makes you feel a little better than when you started the movie. Um, that's, that's my goal as an actor. Is like, I just want to, you know, make people feel and lift people up and, and uh, and that's kind of what Rope did, in my opinion. So I, I was super happy about that. Can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. More with Josh Wickard coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
And we continue on with the discussion with Josh Swickard. You know him as Harrison Chase on General Hospital. Of course, the new Netflix movie, Roped, from Forest Films. He plays a cowboy, a star cowboy in a traveling rodeo who falls off course when he falls in love with a town councilman's daughter and his current wife, Lauren York. We can't relate to that, can we? No, not after that last story in the last segment. But Crasher, <laughs> go right ahead with Josh. Now, Josh, what's next for you? Because we are in weird times. A lot of productions are still, or most of them, are shut down. What is next for you? What Besides General Hospital and hoping that that gets back up sooner than later, What do you want to do more feature films? Do you want to do more TV? Do you want to do commercial? What is next? Yeah, um, I'm still just figuring out what I love. And, yeah. and I love... General Hospital right now, and I'm I'm still in the middle of my contract, so I I'm definitely gonna stay you know stay with them when we come back, and we're we're all kind of waiting on how SAG and and the government and everybody's gonna handle the comeback mm-hmm. um, for all productions. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna stay on GH uh, for the time being, and uh, my wife Lauren uh, is also a writer, and so she's been mad writing through the quarantine and i've been helping her a little bit with that and there's one project that we we can't talk about yet but we might potentially be working on something in the future together and um and so yeah but i would love to get back to feature film i think there's 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 something so beautiful about and it could be that i've been on a, a daytime show for a while but there's something so beautiful about having the time to explore and having multiple takes. <laughs> so, um, I would, I'd love to get back to that soon. Yeah. I mean, for people that are not aware, doing a soap opera, a daily show Monday through Friday, you're on set Monday through Friday. And yes, it is go through the script. Go, 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 go. That is not easy. Yeah. Think, think theater, but on, on kind of TV. So what, what you do the first time is usually what you're doing. but uh it's it's oh it's it's been such a great learning experience and the the team over at gh um that frank has built uh is is frank valentini is the executive producer and they just uh it's a family you know and and you go to work and you hang out with your family and and you try to do good work and and so i've i've learned so much um being there and and so I'm, i'm enjoying it right now cool the movie's called Roped. Check it out on Netflix. And, of course, he plays Harrison Chase on General Hospital. Josh Wickard joining us here in the Freak Nation. With you based in Los Angeles, you're seeing a lot of the front lines, at least, okay, you're closer to some of the front lines, whether it's Santa Monica or Van Nuys or some of the other hot spots uh, there in Southern California. We've spent, I spent 20 years there living in Southern California myself. I was there for... Mm-hmm. Geez, the the Rodney King riots, the O.J. Simpson issue, I, I go on and on and on. It's a different animal living in Southern California when these, for lack of a better phrase, social issues come up. And with you mm-hmm. being an actor that's out of work due to whether it's the pandemic or some of these social issues, I bet you've got a different perspective now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a hard, it's a hard time, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what way you, you, you slice it. And it's been, I mean, just being super frank, it's been such a eye opening experience. I mean, this, all this pen, the, the riot stuff on top of the pandemic has been such a, you know, you, you realize you've been living in a bubble, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and so, you know, we're growing, growing from this and learning from this and, and you know, Lauren and I are praying about it every day that, that, you know, everybody can wake up. Seriously. That's so true. It's it's what a perspective that we've got. 
whether it's yeah. whether it's inside in the middle of it or sitting outside watching this happen. It's uh, hopefully changing us better as a country. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what you you know that's that was my approach with the pandemic is mm-hmm. maybe we need the reset button right now. And then with these riots, it's like man, this this needs to happen. You know, we need as long as as long as it creates change. You know, and and we desperately need it. And 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 I think it's I think it's coming. How much weight have you put on during the pandemic? <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Actually, you're supposed to be uh, a heartthrob with a six pack, and you're probably snacking down on some Peter Pan and some crackers right now, oh, aren't yeah. you? Oh yeah, no. Uh, we we for, it was the worst time to do it, but Lauren and I decided. To, I've never dieted in my life. I've never done a cleanse in my life, and I'm I'm come, you know approaching thirty, and so I was like, yeah, I, I should do a cleanse. Let's do a cleanse, babe. And so we, we do this 21-day cleanse where it's basically you can, you're allowed to eat fruits and vegetables, and then you do all these, like, smoothies that they give you. And so we did that, and, man, I, I, I was, you know, skin and bones. And, and, and within five days of that thing being over, I put, I put it all back and then some. So yeah, so now it's now I'm trying to get back into shape again, but it's it's a challenge. It's fun, you know. You get to work on your your level of discipline, and when you're just you're at home and you have the ability to eat and watch TV all day long, you uh, it makes you sit back and think for a while and be like, okay, how you know how disciplined of an individual am I? And uh, so I, I mean, I, honestly, the quarantine taught me I'm I'm a different Josh than I was going in just just because of the the ability to, you know, slack off or not. <laughs> well, see, okay, just real quick before we let you go. I know that when yeah. we were talking about Roped and on Netflix and how it's done so well, you know, we were not trying to say that, hey, this pandemic has brought so many great things. No, however, that has been a side effect. The pandemic is horrific, but people have come together as families because mm-hmm. of it. There are so many positives that we do need to reflect on and how it has changed us as people. And who knows how these, these protests are going to further change us as people. The year of 2020 right now looks so bleak, but looking moving forward, it might be something that was great for all of us. Exactly. And that's, that's how I kind of just, I choose to look at it this that way. Yes. And, and I, my, my grandpa's actually like, it was a gnarly cowboy. Um, he always said, um, you can, you can always choose your disposition. And, and I've, I've always held that with me, you know, and I, I wouldn't choose a pandemic. I wouldn't all the, all the crazy that's going on in the world right now, but you can always choose like, okay, how am I going to handle this situation? How am I going to grow from this situation? And, and, and that's been a, you know, big learning experience for me, and and I don't know. I, I always try to be grateful for every everything that comes at me, the the great and the horrific, and everything in between. So, what was the one meal that Lauren put in front of you that would just melt you? What your what's your cheat meal? Oh man, uh, how much time do we have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, lately we've been doing home. I mean, this isn't a meal, but lately we've been doing homemade cookies. <laughs> where you just make them chocolate chip cookies from scratch, oh. and I'll do—I uh, mean, I'll do twenty cookies without breaking a sweat. Oh my a, gosh! Now I'm hungry. And then um, we do. Oh, this is so inappropriate. All right, <laughs> we do this pizza. There's a pizza place in LA. I think it's called Blackbird. I've only been twice. It's a deep dish pizza, and the title of the pizza is Balls Deep. Now, I thought it was a joke. It's 
it's a fifth, like it has to be 10 pounds. I mean, oh, it, it, no. It's such a heavy pizza and it's <laughs> cheese on top of cheese on top of cheese on top of meat on top of, you know, sauce and then some more cheese. Oh my God. And we, we went to work on that thing. That so that was a cheap meal, but we can we can title it something else. No, I like balls deep. That that's radio that's, fine. That's like American Pie, man. Instead of, you know, instead of American, of an apple pie. Well, what's weird is as a, as calling them and being like, "Hi, my name's Josh," and they're like, "Oh, what would you like?" And you're like, "Well, I'd like." <laughs> like a balls like deep, a balls deep like, dish, oh, please. Sense. I didn't thought I think I'd say this morning when I got out of bed. <laughs> would you like that in thin crust? I, <laughs> Oh, how no. about our cauliflower crust, crustless? We're, we're, listen, bro. <laughs> this interview just took a hard no. turn. <laughs> hey, we're called the freaks and speed freaks for a reason, and Lucas Oil knows us all too well. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Well, man, if you ever make it out to Phoenix, you need to come see the freaks, dude. Oh, I would love that so much. Y'all have been great. I love, love chatting with you. Should do it again sometime. Thank you for taking the time. Much appreciated. Awesome. All right. Thank you all so much. Absolutely. You too. All right, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. Bye. Watch it now, Freak Nation, on Netflix, Roped with Josh Swickard. A couple of things I want to hit before we get the heck out of here. We saw earlier today, Racer Magazine or Racer.com, where Crasher, Roger Pinsky, saying, we will not run the Indy 500 without fans. And well, you've been on this you since go. you've heard this discussion. How do you take this? There will not be an Indy 500 in 2020 because it is impossible to justify having fans in a in the world's largest sporting venue. Even if you separate those fans by six feet, you can't push them through the entry gates at six feet separation. You can't have them at at vending areas at six feet separation. It's the Indy 500. Sadly, this year is not going to happen, period. And I think we'd be remiss not to have another small conversation before we get the heck out of here on a Sunday night at Lucas Oil Studios as we celebrate 20 years of this craziness of the Freak Nation. Statman, when you see the killing of George Floyd and what the cops were doing at that point, it's, I honestly, I've yet to watch the video, uh, whether it's, I just don't, I don't want to take myself there. I just don't, because mentally and physically, it's just draining. We've had conversations over the last two days with our six-year-old daughter, and those aren't easy, because it's, it's self-reflection as a person, as a society, as a father. It is. But it's, we've got to continue to have these conversations, mm-hmm. expose those that continue to compound the issue of social injustice. But as a black man, seeing these things happen, Stat, can you kind of, kind of give me some insight? Uh, yeah, it's mine, mine is going to be completely different, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be completely different. See, I don't think racism is the key issue in this country. And people are going to, I know they've crashed the car and fallen off the couch. I think uh, America is about power. And if uh, power creates racism. Racism doesn't create power. So I think power is the issue. And uh, the people that want power, want to maintain power, uh, are hoping that we get caught up in the same issues that caused the Watts riots in 65, the 92, uh, the riots in 68 after the King assassination. 
Nation, the 92 Rodney King riots, all of those things are, they want to keep it arguing about racism. If they get to talk about power, then they'll find out that power is in the hands, for now, power is in the hands of the citizens. And if we don't exercise that power on November 3rd, then we're going to get continue to get, buy into, just like a trout, we're going to get hooked in this whole discussion of racism and how it's tearing apart the country. As a man that's been on this planet for a few decades, Stat, is there, <laughs> uh, where are we now from your standpoint? Where are we now in addressing this, this power or, in, again, this social injustice? We've got to vote. If we don't vote, that's the only thing that uh, we have left at our disposal as citizens. And if you're going to be an American and not vote, you've missed the whole point. Uh, so so uh, surely you can argue about racism and racism of cops and law enforcement, but law enforcement is the first line of defense for the people who, owe, who hold power. And if we don't vote... Uh, then the the country, uh, I mean the 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 mind boggles at what's possible if uh, the current administration is reelected and uh, Mitch McConnell is reelected with it and the Senate remains Republican and none of and the current administration doesn't have to face the voters again. The mind boggles at what's possible. Just looking at the damage done already, the mind boggles at what's possible going forward if they don't have to face the real power in this country. The real absolute power is the voters. We've got to vote. Have you heard any message of unity this week from our president? No. I, I don't know if I missed something. I've seen him do some horrific things, but... I don't know if I missed something. And if I did, I, I want to be called out on it. So I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. It's ridiculous. Anybody that can say George, wouldn't even say his last name, but say George Floyd is happy with the oh, uh, uh, labor reports oh. uh, is, is so tone deaf and insensitive to what mm -hmm. the world is talking about. Uh, so yeah, the, the power in this country is in the vote. And if you don't vote, then you deserve to get hooked like a trout and get caught up in all the battles. I mean, the, the police in Buffalo proved it when they pushed that poor man down and left him laying there bleeding out. Oh, I uh, hated that know, video. This, oh. is, this is not about. And they were and by the way, they were released today. Those two officers were released today to a crowd outside the courthouse cheering. Yeah, they cheered. Just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, it's not a, it's not about racism. It's about power. Uh, power can create racism, but uh, racism doesn't create power. It's about power. Wow. One of the most beautiful things that I continue to see is as a father of a six-year-old, and she's with her friends, and the makeup of those six-year-olds that she's with, it just gives you hope. It gives you hope yeah. as, a, as a person on this planet that has seen a lot of, oh man, social injustice. It's just to see a six-year-old blonde, blue-eyed girl hanging with her black friends, her Indian friends, her Italian friends, and not even blinking an eye. Mm -hmm. and yeah, the kids, are, kids, racism is a, it's not genetically, mm -hmm. it's not part of the genome. It's taught, and uh, just like power is taught, you need to understand 
what the realities are uh, in America. I mean, there's, wow, we could go on about this because I'm really, <laughs> this really touches my heart right now. I mean, if Hezbollah can get elected to the government in Lebanon, a terrorist organization who fought the government in Lebanon and ultimately was elected to the Lebanese government. That's what the power of voting will do. Uh, if, if Hezbollah can get elected to the government in Lebanon, anything's possible, including uh, power in America changing hands. Freak Nation, we'll do it again next week. As we've done for 20 years, shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose. Dip. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.